Hello, happy Friday. Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Welcome in to the show. Adam Hogue along with Nicholas Moriano and Will DeWitt in our Friday remote edition of the show. And before we even are starting today on this Friday, People are hot. People are mad. People are mad, Adam. And I, I could see why. I could see why. But it's it's just a passion that Bears fans have. I mean, I was a little heated when I saw it kind of come through our notes. Like, this is what we're going to be talking about. So I'm glad people share uh, that resentment of the talking point. But I think after we have the conversation, uh, there'll be a little more understanding of where it's coming from uh, and kind of the framework behind it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. But I understand why people did get a little livid. <laughs> yeah, a little livid, to, to put it lightly. Uh, welcome in. We have some more Justin Fields conversation for you today more draft picks to dive into as well uh yesterday we went through all of the nfc quarterbacks and kind of compared justin fields and how he stacks up in the nfc today we're going to do that with the afc and also give uh, will a chance to dive in on on some of the uh well there was like basically two nfc quarterbacks that we even were debating about um so we'll let will chime in on that as well and uh yeah more draft picks to Discuss your comments, questions towards the end of the show as well. We're here with you until noon central time. So, all right, here's what's going on. There was a story written by Connor Orr in Sports Illustrated with this idea that, like, like I sort of understand where he was coming from, this idea that quarterbacks who get drafted in terrible situations should be able to, you know, get out of those situations. Just like in college football, you can transfer, you can enter the transfer portal. What if there was a transfer portal for NFL quarterbacks? Um, you know, it's a pro sport. There's contracts involved. You still can ask for a trade if you want. The team doesn't have to give it to you. So there's a, but I kind of get it. Um, then he used Justin Fields as the example because the bears, as we keep talking about, haven't done a whole lot for Justin Fields and, you know, I can see how it's being looked at by outsiders and even by us at times, like Justin Fields is not being put in position to succeed. So this was part of what Connor Orr had to say for watching on YouTube. You can see it, um, how this is a proven year for the sophomore quarterback, like it is for many in a league where we've been spoiled, seeing a handful of other young quarterbacks before him take the fabled second year leap. But in a lot of ways, it feels like Fields is in an impossible situation to succeed. Well, I would call last year an impossible situation to succeed. Yeah. Um, the, I think the the take here is that the Bears have gotten worse on offense, and that would only make his situation and chances of succeeding even worse. Um, I think that a little bit more stock needs to be put into the coaching changes and scheme changes and what they're going to do to help him. But, like, I get it. I get it. But no one's trading Justin Fields here. It makes zero sense whatsoever. No, yeah, no sense at all. I mean, when you think about it, like everything Eberflus and Poles have been saying this offseason, they're they're saying it with the mindset that Justin Fields is here for the longevity of, of this Bears, this new regime. So uh, I get, though, where Connor Orr is coming from, right, where you don't have Allen Robinson this year. And he, he look, I obviously, Iowa fan, I'm wearing an Iowa shirt from obvious shirts, but how he kind of phrased like James Daniels in the story as being a 24-year-old who's one of the more promising young guards in football like he's leaving last year lose some offensive guys but still Justin Fields being traded and it just doesn't make sense because if you're looking to restart at least you have your quarterback right the Bears have the quarterback already kind of solidified so that's that's always been the hardest part for the Bears so if they were to almost do it that way where you trade a Justin Fields Man, now their job, I think, becomes even more difficult despite probably getting some good draft capital back. It just, in my mind, I see where he's coming from, but ultimately, I don't think that's exactly what, obviously, the Bears are looking to do or even how their plans kind of shape up for the future of this organization. I think, Adam, you hit on, like, the biggest point here uh, in terms of, like, no one's taking into account, at least with that article, like, the coaching change. And if Justin just has 
average competency, like at, co- you know, coaching and play calling, like he's going to be in a better position uh, than he was last year. You think about, uh, you know, the whole game plan for the Browns. Like, like that was like, I know he was irritated by it. It was where you, we were all were at the same time watching it. It didn't make any sense. I don't expect him to be in similar situations here in 2022. So that's going to help him. And the other thing I wanted to kind of like rib on a bit in that article that I didn't like was the fact of, what polls is doing now means like they're not going to be able to even get close to contention in Justin's rookie deal. There's still three years on it with that option of another one to tack on. That's plenty of time to kind of retool, rebuild, to get this team in a position to at least push for the playoffs. I want to at least get there first. Then we can talk about higher aspirations, but there's still plenty of time. Just even though he's stripping it down now, doesn't mean 2023, 2024. It can't be legitimate years to think about the possibility of the playoffs. Yeah, it, look, everybody, let's take a deep breath. Uh, like Florio is being brought in. Florio didn't even write this one. We talked about Florio yesterday. Uh, Florio's getting everybody settled out. Look, uh, we came here to today to debunk this ridiculous idea. Um, you know, in our efforts to debunk some clickbait, I, maybe we created our own clickbait with our original headline, which. This is why we love our CHGO community. You guys immediately jumped in there and got angry about it. So we changed it. We changed it for you. So now it should be, you know, make it very clear there for you that uh, it's nonsense. That's what this is. This is nonsense. I do like, I do think the NFL has a problem that I don't necessarily know can be fixed. It's just sort of the reality of the way drafts work. But a lot of times, quarterbacks get drafted by shitty teams right because they're at the top of the draft order and they're not always put then in the best position to succeed we saw uh in my opinion a generational quarterback class last year whether or not that comes to fruition with their nfl careers remains to be seen but whether it's trevor lawrence or zach wilson or trey lance who didn't even get to play Justin Fields, like these guys all got put in situations where they couldn't really have a whole lot of success and it wasn't their fault. Mac Jones, out of everyone, got drafted to a good situation because he was the last one of those five guys to get drafted. Um, And so, you know, I don't know how you fix that problem, but just abandoning and demanding a trade and like, get me to a better team. Um, first of all, isn't Justin Fields MO first and foremost. Like I mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like that to me. Um, and so that's just why they fire the GM, the head coach. They're trying to fix it. It's just not happening as fast as everyone wants. I will remind everyone it is April 15th. We are five <laughs> months away from week one. Yeah. Yeah. And Adam too, we were, we were talking about like what, like the, the XFL being like an experimental league for some of these draft picks, these players to kind of develop. I wonder if that could be an area where you can take one of these young quarterbacks. Yes, you are exposing them to games that they would play, but getting game experience. I wonder if that could be a way of getting some of these quarterbacks that go to these crappy situations who are not asked to start right away. Could they still get valuable playing experience elsewhere if they were to do something like that? And the other thing with, you know, demanding trades, like those crappy teams that get these high you know, draft pick quarterbacks, they remain crappy if they were to go and get traded. And so you're kind of creating this cycle of, you know, these, these bad teams that consistently stay in their, their current situation. But yeah, it's a hard, it's hard to kind of find what would be the best way to limp to, I guess, reduce this issue because it is something that has happened like in every draft class where one quarterback won't be getting, will be going into an unideal situation. And then they maybe don't pan out because of where they were drafted. I doubt that anyone would let their first round quarterback go play for a different team and get exposed you know, to some of that contact out there. Now, maybe a third, fourth round guy that you're trying to develop. I can see that being a viable option. Uh, another thing I just wanted to point on in this article, too, that I wanted your guys to thought about it. Like Andre mentioned, like looking at Trevor Lawrence's situation and, you know, Jones there and, you know, the Jets, too. Like, are they really in much better situations? I know the Jags have spent a lot of money in free agency, but they do that every year. And, and then they move on from contracts and try again. I don't think where Justin is compared to those two guys, like with Wilson and, and Lawrence, like there's no way like they're in that same kind of boat or they're like way above 
uh, in terms of like getting a lot more protection and getting these weapons and a coaching system around them. Like, I don't think Justin's that far behind if any. And that's another thing I'd read. I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah, that, that part I had to laugh at because he, he kind of listed like, well, the Jets went out and spent all this money. The Jaguars went out and spent all this money. And then he kind of even admits in there, it's like, that's not always the best way to go about things. Right. So, I, yeah, I, you know, it, it's, it's the long-term view. It is just year two of Justin's career. And I think we have to see where this goes with the coaching. Um, you know, a couple commenters have asked, like, why is there a negative Bears story Every week, what you know, Ryan Poles is a victim of clickbait. He's a victim of this franchise being terrible for a long time. That's what he is. Like it, it, he just entered a situation where the Bears have no credibility around the league, and the only way to fix it is to start winning football games. So it, you know, I'm not going to sit here and blame the media for all this stuff. Like the the Bears have been bad. They've never developed a quarterback. So why would you think that Justin Field, like if you're an outsider who doesn't really have any connection to the Bears, why would you why would you think that suddenly it's going to be different? Um, so I get it. I get it. But that's why we're here, right? To debunk this idea because it really makes no sense um, for the Bears, especially, but not even hey, for Justin Fields. I, I just want to say, so sorry, sorry for my part in the, uh, the headline. I mean, I, I was, you guys agreed with me, but I wrote the headline, so. Sorry, Bears fans. I, coming from the home office here in Elmwood Park, so sorry about the, all, all that. I'll, I'll, you could you could cancel the Aaron Rodgers guy again. Oh, Bye. canceled again. Sweet Pearl Jam poster, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, I think that was the first one. Twenty, uh, yeah, twenty thirteen. That was the rainy one. That was the one with the lightning storm and all that good stuff. Yeah, no, it's also, all good. People also, just like see the headlines and they get hot, and that's all. That's all good. So let's uh let's move on though to this idea of what we were talking about yesterday with Justin Fields, which is I think when it was all said and done, the quarterbacks we were able we, Aaron Rodgers has entered the chat. That's awesome. Lawrence is here. Uh Juan says, of course Rogers wrote it. That's hilarious too. Love it. All right. So we had uh Aaron speaking of Rogers was one of the quarterbacks. We agreed that you would take over Justin Fields in the NFC. We agreed on Tom Brady, obviously, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, and then we debated about Matthew Stafford. Am I right? Did I miss anyone there? So we basically had Justin Fields fifth or sixth in the NFC, depending on uh, where you are on that. I was willing to take him over Stafford. Will, before we get to the AFC, give you an opportunity to chime in on the NFC rankings where we put Justin Fields. It sounds about right. I, I you know, again... Rodgers, Brady, you can't really dispute what they've been able to accomplish, the level of play that they seem to have every single season. I think I would lean Justin Fields over Stafford. Uh, it depends, though. Like, were you guys talking about like the Bears' specific certain situation or just if he had like a, you know, a perfect situation, you can bring any quarterback in, that sort of deal? Well, the game was basically, would you rather have, for the Bears right now, like would you rather have Matthew Stafford or Justin Fields? Just kind of ask you know, go down the line, ask yourself that question with every quarterback. And, you know, for me, I would take fields. I would too. I'm surprised. Like I get Brady and Rogers, but how much longer do you think Rogers would play? Like, will he get the bears towards contention? Like that's a big question that comes to my mind right away. Same thing with Brady. I mean, he just came back from that one week of retirement. Uh, so I don't know. I, I guess I still would lean fields over Stafford because if you had a Brady and a Rogers, I guess you can talk yourself into or build a team around it pretty quickly to be one that could be at least foreseen as a contender in the NFC. Uh, I think Stafford is a really good quarterback. Uh, he's had a really a lot of struggles in Detroit just due to what was around him. But then he went to a super team and was able to kind of get to where he was able to do there. So the Bears aren't a super team. Uh, we're closer to Detroit than we are the Rams right now. So I'll take fields with the long haul here than Stafford. So let's – um. Then look at the AFC, kind of go through this. Now, the this is the AFC is where the quarterbacks have gone. So, you know, I think my guess is when it's all said and done here, Fields is still going to be middle of the pack overall in the league, but that's fine. Let's start in the AFC East. Josh Allen. Safe to say we're all taking Josh Allen there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mac Jones, though. Despite the success Mac Jones had as a rookie compared to Justin Fields, I would take Fields, 
And this was a conversation I had with some Patriots guys, some some guys that cover the Patriots at the Super Bowl. Uh, my guy Phil Perry from NBC Sports Boston. He kind of surprised me because he was he's like, no, I would take Fields for sure. So I mean, I think even out there in New England, they kind of get that. Yeah, just the it's not a high ceiling for a Mac Jones, and that's where I think you know I think even if you like him and what he did in his rookie season, it's like how much better can Mac Jones really get here? And you still need to build that team definitely around him, just like a Justin Fields. But for me, I think this is a no-brainer. Like, I like Mac Jones coming out of the draft. Don't get me wrong, but I'm glad the Bears took Justin Fields, and I'm going to take Fields moving forward, too. Yep, I'm with Justin as well. Uh, just the physical tools, comparing the two, I'd rather bank on Justin tapping into that potential compared to Jones that, again, we may have already we've seen close to a ceiling from him. And I would expect Fields to take bigger jumps than Jones, so I'll go that direction as well. All right, what about Tua Tungo-Vailoa in Miami? Justin, do I have to say any more? No. Yeah, I'm going Justin Fields as well. I, we even saw it in the joint practices, Adam. Like, I don't think there was a day where Tua Tungo-Vailoa was the best player out there. It, it was Justin Fields for one of the practices. So I'm definitely going Justin Fields there. And I think like people in the comments right now are still sort of missing the point of this. We understand that Justin Fields hasn't really done anything yet, but it's like, it's the off season. You're, you are trying to, you have a ton of teams out there that have quarterback problems or are looking to improve quarterback problems. And the point here is if you are trying to find your guy at quarterback right now, like you think the Carolina Panthers would, they, like they would, they would, if just going back to our stupid conversation earlier, if Justin Fields really did request a trade, like, don't you think Carolina would like line up in front, um, you know, to try to get their guy. So it's, it's all about who would you rather have to set up your franchise for success, not only in 2022, but beyond at this point, which of those two quarterbacks would you rather have? And I don't think we've been off base here with, with any of these guys at this point. Um, this is where things get a little bit interesting when we start talking about some of the rookies, though. Uh, now, second-year guys, they're also in the same draft class as Justin Fields. So the New York Jets, like I was a big Zach Wilson guy, and I think I still am. So I don't, I'm, I'm, I, I want to hear what you guys have to say first. Hmm. Uh, at least on my side, I'd still go Justin just because I saw like Wilson going through, you know, the draft process last year. And I really liked, you know, that arm power and everything he had. I just didn't see enough in, you know, New York for me to justify like, yeah, he's better than Justin right now. He had his own fair share of struggles. Uh, so I'm going to lean towards our guy uh, right now, uh, just because, again, I think they're kind of even. And I'll still bank on Justin, hopefully uh, being a better quarterback down the, down the line. You know, I think we we've actually discussed this very like Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, Adam, and I'm pretty sure I went with Zach Wilson. So I'm going to stick with that and tear me up in the comments if you have to. But again, we've seen so little of these guys, and I think they both could be really good quarterbacks, to be completely honest. I liked a lot of what Zach Wilson did at BYU and still what he's capable of doing in the NFL. But just so I'm not like flip flopping on my takes here, I'm going to stick with Zach Wilson on this one. Yeah, and by the way, like you're allowed to change your mind on these guys a year out, you know, now that we have NFL tape on them, there's nothing wrong with that. I, it's just tough because I, I feel like it was an incomplete grade for both fields mm -hmm. and Wilson last year. And I think some people just like people probably stop watching the bears late in the year across the country. Like I, I think like everybody stopped watching the jets too. And if you're paying attention, like Zach Wilson kind of started to turn things around there and went on a little bit of a run uh, later in the season where he did show improvement. So I guess to be, um, you know, politically correct, probably not the right word, but like correct with my uh, alignment of takes. Like I still got to stick with Wilson because I don't think there's enough to change you know, how I had them ranked a year ago. I still like both guys a lot. So let's make that perfectly clear. All right, Joe Burrow. I'll take Joe. Yeah, you, you can't go wrong with Joe Burrow. He's he's like that next echelon of like top quarter. He's already there, to be completely honest. So you got to go with Joe Burrow. Yeah, I got to be honest. Though, I don't know that Joe is going to be um, – like going on to have like an Aaron Rodgers type career. I think he's going to be a very, very, very good quarterback for a long time, but I don't know that we're going to be talking about him about the all time greats down the road. Sure. But is there a big reason why for that or, um, 
Because they can protect him, man. And obviously with the weapons they have in Cincinnati, like, man. They they have a, they have a good chance to do some some real special things with Joe Burrow. Yeah, no, I, I look. They already made a Super Bowl with them. There, there's no question. I don't know. I just I lo- look. I like Joe a lot. Um, I just I don't. Anyway, it's it, it sticking to the original conversation. I don't, you got to go with Joe Burrow at this point. You've seen what he's done on the field, um, compared to to Justin. So it's kind of a proven commodity. All right, uh, Mitchell Trubisky. You guys have heard of him? Who? <laughs> Taking Justin, taking Justin Fields. I think Mitch will do all right in Pittsburgh, to be completely honest. I think he can do some okay things there, but I'm, I'm going with Justin Fields here. Yeah, you have to go with Justin uh, just because, again, if you don't, if you go to Mitch, then I think we're all in a big problem. Like we're in a complete, you know, wrong situation. And I don't think it was a mistake to move on from Mitch, nor was it a mistake to draft Justin. Uh, so I'll go with the younger guy here. But like Nick said, I wouldn't be very surprised to see what he can do over there in Pittsburgh with a new situation, uh, a year to kind of you know work in the shadows a bit uh, in Buffalo too. I wouldn't be surprised if he can be uh, you know an average starter here in this league for a team uh, as well uh, instead of like a, a career backup at this point. Yeah, Justin Fields over Mitch Trubisky for sure. All right, maybe this is a controversial one, but Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. I'm taking Justin Fields because of all the offseason stuff. Like you're seeing how they're getting grilled in Cleveland right now. The contract they gave him with all the guaranteed money, as much as I like Deshaun Watson as a quarterback, I think there's just way too many red flags baggage to be giving that guy $250 million guaranteed. I just feel like, and I don't even think this is that hot of a take. Like I I just think that that's eventually going to be a decision that Browns regret um, as good as he is. Like you just got to, you got to take the whole picture. So, and again, it's, would you, would you rather have Deshaun Watson with all the baggage right now and $250 million guaranteeing that contract or Justin Fields on his rookie contract right now, who I think we all agree has the potential to become Deshaun Watson on the field, but without all the baggage. So when you compare them like that, I am picking Justin Fields in that situation. Can't disagree with you whatsoever. I mean, if we took like the baggage aside, then we can have like, I think a good debate here uh, in terms of like, okay, like talent wise, you can lean towards Deshaun. However, with the baggage and the money, everything that you brought to the table there, Adam, like there is no way that I can talk myself into that. I'm uh I'm torn here. Like I hear both of you guys go with with Fields. Uh, like you're kind of swaying me that way. But you know if and you can't take that other stuff away. You just can't. You have to. That's the part of the the game that we're playing, right? I okay. I I had initially Deshaun Watson, but you guys have, have made a good <laughs> argument. I'll go with Justin Fields here and say for the longevity of what the Bears are trying to do, he's a he's gonna be a better face of the franchise. To be completely honest, because no matter. I think how successful Deshaun Watson ends up being, there's still always going to be there people that look at him like, look at what what happened this that past offseason, right? So, um, yeah, I'm going Justin Fields here. All right, Lamar Jackson. I'll take Lamar Jackson. Ooh, man. I'm going to bank on Justin Fields, uh, like growing into a more productive passer uh, than Lamar. I think that's the one knock on him that I don't think he's been able to totally overcome just yet being an elite passer in this league. And I know the Ravens had so many injuries last year. <laughs> My brother's a Ravens fan. He just every day texts, we just lost three more guys to an ACL today in practice. Like what the hell's going on? What's in the water there in Baltimore? So I'm going to bank on Justin being able to tap more into a passer first mentality where Lamar he's so dangerous on the ground we all know that uh, but I'm looking for like a quarterback for the long term uh, I'll lean Justin uh, as much as I still wouldn't mind having Lamar Jackson on this team uh, but I'll go with I'll go with Fields yeah I gotta go with the guy that's already an MVP in that spot with the proven stuff so uh, but I get it I get where you're coming from on that I think it's uh it's it's um it's an interesting conversation. That's one I can understand an argument going the other way, but I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson too. Uh, all right, let's go to the AFC South, Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. I'm taking Justin Fields here. I think what Bears fans always wanted Mitchell Trubisky to be was like a Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, and that's that's fine, but 
I feel like Justin Fields just again has more of that that upside. Even though Tannehill is an athletic quarterback, I'll still take a Justin Fields over Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I don't know how much longer Tannehill has uh, as well. So for longevity purposes, I mean, I'm I'm happy that he's been able to have like a resurgence in his career once he's gone over to Tennessee. Like that's awesome for him. Uh, but I'll still take Justin here in Chicago. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm I'm taking Justin Fields in that spot. Matt Ryan, same way. I, I, I'm just trying to speed this up a little bit. Matt Ryan, I would it, at his stage in his career. I'm taking the young guy in that spot. Uh, the Texans, Davis Mills, actually probably a guy we should talk about more when we talk about last year's rookie quarterback <laughs> class, but I'm not re-ranking those just because of what happened down in Houston the last year. So I'm still going to take Justin Fields. How about Trevor Lawrence though? Mm. This one's tough. This, this one's really tough. Uh, I went here. It is. It, it really is. And I, I have uh, I have Trevor Lawrence over over Justin Fields. I don't know if that's a huge thing, but again, we we still need to see more out of these guys. But I will say this: I if Trev I think Trevor Lawrence will have a better year too than Justin Fields because Jacksonville, like Will was saying earlier, they went out and spent everything this season. So hey, year two he might look better, but two years down the road, let's see where that all kind of plays out. So I'll go Trevor Lawrence. <sighs> This is a tough one, like on it, and this is why you know GMs last year in the draft too. Like these are tough decisions to make. I'll lean Trevor Lawrence, but it's not by much. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and again, it's like I got to just stick with because like nothing's happened enough to change the rankings from last year, in my right. opinion. So I'm gonna stick with Trevor Lawrence in that spot. All right, Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, we're all taking Justin Fields over Patrick Mahomes. Yep. That's a no-brainer. No question. Uh, obviously. <laughs> um, no, but there's and okay. So Mahomes, Russell Wilson. I'm, I'll go with I, Fields. I, I was happy how it worked out last offseason. Like I know we were in the Russell Wilson like push uh, for a bit, but after the dust settled, I was happy with drafting drafting Fields, someone that can turn into you know, a player potentially of Russ's caliber down the line and have a longer career. So uh, I'll go with Justin over Russ. I'll take. I guess I'm going to keep true to this comment here. I'll, I'll take Russell Wilson over over Justin Fields. So I, I have picked Fields for a couple of these. And I mean, the AFC, look, go back to yesterday's episode. There was a lot more Justin Fields in the AFC. All right. How about um, Justin Herbert? I'd go with I'm Herbert. Justin Herbert. Yeah, I'd go with Herbert. And then Derek Carr. I'd take Fields. You guys go first. I like Derek Carr. I've always been like a Derek Carr guy, I guess, but I, I think Justin Fields has um, more potential. And yeah, I, I would I would take Justin Fields over Derek Carr. So I mean, this is a guy that was he was two hundred yards of five thousand yards last season. Now he's got Devontae M's. Man, like I think Derek Carr is about to go off. So I'm taking Derek Carr. We'll wow. put him in Chicago. What's he doing? I know, Chicago? I know, but. That's that's true. It's true. But I again, I think I my view of Derek Carr, I feel like has changed over the past like two years where I'm more I'm, I'm just a little higher on him than I maybe I should be. But going Derek Carr there. So I'm trying to count this up. So we have uh, I think we had two from every division except for the AFC South. So two, four, six, about seven. You add that to the five yesterday. Yeah, like Justin feels like right in the middle of the pack, right? Like he's still got, and that's probably where he should be at this point. Like there's a lot of teams that don't have great quarterback spots that you you probably prefer to have Justin Fields. And then there's this the established, you know, 10, 12, 13 teams there that uh, you at least got to take what uh, – you know, the production and, and what's been proven so far over the young rookie. All right. I know we got some super chats on Justin Fields. We'll get to in a moment, but first the best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app. Use code CHGO. When you sign up, if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. So that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. 
your home for live in-play betting just got even better because there's the live NBA same-game parlay. Build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Boost those parlays as well. Watch live, parlay live, boost live with PointsBet. Online sign-up is available in Illinois right now. Download the PointsBet app. Register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. All right. I know we had some uh, super chats. Before we switch to some draft prospects, um, I think there's a few super chats that we got to jump in here that had to do with Justin Fields. Um, Or maybe not. I don't know. There's one. I never understood why Fields was the backup when they wanted to sit him. They should have made Foles the backup and didn't have Fields play till week 18. This is a point that I completely agree with and did not think made any sense last year when they were like, oh, Justin Fields still isn't ready. But in a situation where Andy Dalton gets hurt, he's going to go play over a guy who literally won a Super Bowl as a backup quarterback. The of like so many different things, just there was like no logic last year in some of this stuff. <laughs> and like, that was one of them. Either he's good enough to be on the field and he should be starting. Or if you're trying to bring him along slowly, absolutely. Nick Foles should have been the backup. It, I, I, like if you had, if you were in a different situation where like Tyler Bray was your other quarterback instead of Nick Foles, then I'd be like, okay, well, you know, if Andy Dalton goes down, you probably should have fields out there. Um, so you can at least like run a competent offense. But it, when you have Foles out on the roster too, it just did not make any sense. No. And look, had Justin Fields actually gotten first team reps in training camp practices, <laughs> then maybe it makes a little bit more sense. But it's a great it's a great observation to bring up, especially considering what how the offseason pl- played out and then how the actual season played out when when Andy Dalton did get injured. So I agree with that as well. Like Nick Foles is the best backup you can have. Yet Justin Fields goes in. Yeah, it just didn't make sense. Just another example of the ineptitude of the previous regime, honestly. And, you know, whether it be the poor decision or just lying to everyone trade up as well, saying, oh, we want to bring them on slowly, but their actions did kind of you know, counter that just a, a little bit. Yeah. So interesting point. All right. I think we got one more before we uh, let's see. Justin Fields wasn't supposed to start season one. He had no preparation whatsoever. Worst possible situation. Yeah. Mm hmm. I agree. All agreement. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what else there's to say about that one. Uh, Enrique says, uh, legit question. Where will you be come bear season post games? Hogan John's pot or CHGO? Ooh. Yeah. Well, the answer, my friend, is both. <laughs> there you go. I've done it before. We had to do that last year, too, at NBC. Yeah. Multiple shows. It's it's no difference. So, um, yeah, there'll be plenty to talk about. a lot more to talk about once the game starts than, uh, than there is now. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, except bogus trade, Justin Fields nonsense, right? All right. True. But there is the NFL draft, which is why we've been doing pick a prospect for you all week long. And we have more to do right now with our prospects today. Uh, since Will, you haven't been here for a couple of days. Let's start with you. Yeah. And the uh, who are you going with today? Yeah. So I came out with an anti mock draft. If you want to read that, head over to allchgo.com. Uh, and as I was going through this, uh, so pretty much real quickly, so everyone's wondering, like, what the hell is an anti mock draft? I tried to make all the wrong picks. Which Adam, I know you. Has, what did you tell me when I said this? Well, I said that an anti-mock draft to me by definition is the actual draft. Yeah, like what the Bears do because they always make the wrong pick. So that's understood. So hopefully Ryan Poles can kind of change uh, that narrative. Uh, But I thought, you know, it was a fun piece to go through. And as I was doing research on some of these guys, I came across someone that's like a mid-round prospect that I didn't really know too much about. Uh, So since I learned about him, I figured I'd just kind of share that knowledge with our listeners. And I'm not saying the Bears should draft this guy. 
Obviously, that's not the point of this segment. We're just learning more about potential picks, potential prospects. Uh, so the guy I chose is a cornerback, uh, Monteric Brown out of Arkansas. Uh, he's a six foot, 190 pound player. Uh, a little bit slower at the 4.55, 40-yard dash. But what I like about him, uh, he's very strong with his instincts and zone coverage, uh, really good at reading quarterbacks' eyes and timing that break on the receiver and ball. Uh, even with multiple receivers like in his zone, he's good at kind of covering both, knowing where to be, kind of leverage some of that space and making the right decision to make a really strong play. Uh, again, just really good at reading, uh, reacting. Uh, I'm just curious if that lack of elite burst is going to allow him to struggle a little bit more uh, in the NFL where things moved just, you know, a, a little bit faster, uh, but he did have a lot of good ball production. He led the SEC with five interceptions and six PBUs uh, in 2021, putting himself in good position to make a play in the ball, knows how to punch that, you know, right through the bread basket, make those receivers earn each and every catch, uh, you know, with them in his face. Uh, and then in terms of like what he is as a player, you know, a big hitter, uh, mentality, a reliable tackler. Uh, you like to see him go for those knockout hits. And he's also a high effort guy, so he'll fit into this hit system pretty well. You'll see him chasing, you know, plays that are away from him down the field, or just kind of willing to get in there uh, and be an active part of run support. Uh, but some of the weaknesses, as I mentioned, uh, and you can see with that forty time, he lacks that elite speed and burst. Uh, can he keep up with the top end speed in the NFL? Uh, that's a big question for me. Uh, he does struggle against some crafty route running. Uh, he bites on some double moves. He gets out of position, uh, getting manipulated maybe a little bit too easily with some of those release fakes. Uh, and then average length. I know everyone's talking about McCreary and the short arms, uh, but there's really nothing to write home here in terms of like his overall build. And again, just projection. Some around rounds four and five, uh, a day three guy uh, at that. Again, not a big name. Uh, but the Bears are going to be looking at addressing corner in this draft. If they wait to the mid rounds, uh, this is the guy that makes sense from a scheme fit standpoint because he is really good in zone coverage, and that would help him kind of make up for that lack of elite speed, is having to kind of you know rely on just his zone and kind of hammer that down instead of being a purely man cover corner. So Monteric Brown is the guy I wanted to kind of highlight today. Figured, hey, if I know a little bit more about him, maybe someone else would benefit from doing so as well. That's probably the uh, I, I would I would place a bet that that is the most in depth breakdown on Monteric Brown that anyone had <laughs> any s draft space has given from the start of the draft season until until now. So I'm good glad. job, yeah. thank you. I'm glad to provide that, and that's what makes our podcast so damn special, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Nick, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with my guy. Yeah, I'm sticking with the defensive backs, but I'm going to safety Brian Cook out of Cincinnati, a guy that I think is just going to bring that physical presence that really the Bears don't have at the safety position. One, they, they're missing a safety at the moment, so to pair with uh, Eddie Jackson there, but you consistently see this guy coming downhill from whether it's single high or when he's in the box, and he just delivers hits. So I think that'd be a good compliment to what Eddie Jackson is going to do in Matt Eberflus's defense. But another area of his game that I really like, he's he's good at maneuvering in space. When teams are run, running those mesh concepts in the middle of the field, you see Cook kind of identify, well, let me not run into this crowded area and stick with my guy in man coverage and then go make a play. So I thought he did a really good job with that. And only being a first year starter with Cincinnati because he, he played at um, a lower level school before that. So he never had really that starting experience. And that is one of the knocks, but just a tackling machine, despite what the one year being that starter, he finished tied for second in the team with tackles. So if he sees a guy and he's able to limit that space, you can count on Brian cook to really make that tackle. And I just love the competitiveness. He honestly plays with regardless if he's matched up with a tight end, a slot receiver cooks going to compete. And I think that's going to resonate really well with this Bears coaching staff. But the areas of his game where he does need to work on, he misses tackles when there's more space between the ball carrier and Cook. So if he could just limit that when the receiver's making that catch, like I said, Cook is usually more than more than likely going to make the tackle. It's when there's a little bit of distance where he might lean or lunge and then miss. Um, and overall, I think his speed is going to be tested in the NFL. He wasn't healthy. He had a shoulder injury and he didn't compete in his pro day or or the uh, in the NFL combine. So he wasn't able to run the 40. So we don't know exactly how fast he does play. But I think with those shiftier kind of slot receivers, that's where I want to see where how Cook kind of matches up. And you'll have to prove that 
once he makes it into the NFL. But he's projected as a third. It projected to go in the third round. Obviously, the Bears do have a pick there, and if the Bears want to address that other safety position, Brian Cook could be their guy. Yeah, the Cincinnati crop of prospects is very, very interesting. There's there, and we've we've now broken down a couple of them uh, this week uh, with uh, Alec Pierce, the uh, wide receiver, also getting discussed this week. So the, this it's an interesting group and a big reason why Cincinnati was so good last year. All right, I'm gonna go with a guy who, if the Bears are going to draft this guy, it's probably going to have to be with their first pick at number 39. It's no guarantee he'll make it there, but um, you know he's kind of probably in that early second round. So number 39 would be that area where you draft him. Logan Hall from Houston, who is a very interesting player for a number of reasons. First of all, big, long, impressive frame. Like He's got the length. Uh, he explodes off the line of scrimmage, played all over Houston's defensive line, but primarily as a three technique. And this is where I would be really curious to hear what the Bears evaluation of Logan Hall is, because, you know, some teams might think, oh, we can keep him at three technique. Some things some teams might say, no, he needs to be off on the edge, rushing the passer. I think he could play three technique or is would be a fine defensive end in a four, three uh, defense with his hand on the ground. So that's why I find it's a, it's a need either way for the bears. So that's why I find him to be a very intriguing prospect. You're definitely kind of drafting off the traits here rather than production. Cause he really only had like one big season and it was last year with Houston. But this is a guy who's known as, you know, a hard worker, weight room warrior, uh, always outworking his teammates. So I love that part of his game, too. I think it's just a matter of where do you play him. But since the Bears have needs in both of those spots, I, I think you're just drafting a, a, a good football player. I guess it was defense day here and pick yeah. a prospect. We all went defense, which we know, uh, every, you know, it upsets everybody watching the show. They don't want to hear about defense. <laughs> well, don't read my anti-mock draft then, or, or do, because it's wrong uh, if they went defense twice in the second round. Uh, Adam, uh, I saw that his weight was like in the 280s. Does that concern you at the three-tech? Because that is a little, you know, light. Uh, yeah, it, it is, but he's added, and I think he can still add in, on that frame. So I think it's a matter of where you're going to play him, right? So, it, yeah, for three technique, you probably want to bulk up a little bit more. I think he has the space to do that. If you keep him at, um, you know, defensive end, I, you know, it's like what Ryan Pohl said. It's it's kind of less about what the scale says and more about like how you're actually built, what mm -hmm. the body fat is. That you know, and and he's an impressive dude, though. I, I mean, he really is. It's just I, I wish he had a little bit more production throughout his career than rather just kind of all piling it up. But one thing I do track is did you at least improve each year? And he is. So he's continuing to send. It's not like up and down and inconsistent. Um, and so I, I I think he'd be an interesting choice there if the Bears do go defense right away. But I think ultimately if they draft him there, it's probably going to be based on whether or not they think he's actually a three technique or not. Yeah. I mean, when I saw the photo, he looked like, you know, I kind of built like a JJ, TJ Watt kind of guy, like with that length and build, like a little bit leaner. So that's why maybe DN, but if they want him inside to bulk him up, then that's why, you know, I had that question come to mind. Yeah, yeah guys, before we continue this conversation, I have to tell you about PointsBet. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free T-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. You can see I think Adam's rocking a CHGO shirt there On if you're watching on YouTube, so you can definitely pick that one if, uh, if you like it. And if you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, and we've uh, mentioned some of the content 
up with CHGO. Uh, you can get Will's anti-mock draft right now at allchgo.com. Get those memberships going. We also have the debut of the CHGO newsletter that's coming out Monday. So you definitely want to sign up right now. The link to the direct link to sign up for the newsletter is allchgo.com slash newsletter. You can also find you know more information on pretty much all of our Twitter accounts. But really, Kevin Kaduck is the guy that uh, if you didn't know already, he already had the best newsletter in town with the midway minute as Aaron Rodgers, if you're watching on YouTube, slams the midway minute mug into your face. I actually like almost ducked there. That thing was coming hot. Look at that. Yeah. Hey, man. I, I got to be honest. Like, Kevin saved me a lot of the mornings during the start of the pandemic. So, like, yeah. His newsletter was the best. And now we're going to do it with all you guys writing it and helping out. And I'm excited for it. Yeah. So, the uh, Kevin's already like the newsletter king of Chicago. And it's debuting Monday. The CHGO newsletter. I'm telling you, you're going to want to sign up for it. So uh, make sure you do that. AllCHGO.com. Get those memberships. The podcast, the shows, they're flowing. They're still going. Uh, and is this public yet? Our watch party next week? I think, the, cat, yep. I think the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, right now, it is. Yeah. 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 There's going to be a Bulls watch party for game three next week. Uh, so next Friday, I believe. Down near the stadium. I don't know. If hey, pretty- uh, well, I th- I'm not sure about where we're doing it, but I'll yeah. say this about the newsletter. The cool thing about this is that you're going to be able to choose your teams. Like if you're a Cubs fan and you don't want to hear sock stuff, you could remove socks from the feet and it will, it'll, it's like a choose your own adventure book. So if you just want like bears, Cubs and Blackhawks, you know, or whichever teams, sky fire, we're going to have everything. So do sign up for it. Allchgo.com slash newsletter. I'm, I'm leaving now. I'm right. glad that he likes that because I've worked so hard behind the scenes for the last two weeks, getting that choose your own adventure, like technology in place for all of us here. So I'm glad he likes that. I'm glad he brought that up because, uh, that was a fun kind of puzzle to put together. Yeah. Well, and good work. Good work on that, Will. I, I'm really excited to see how it all turns out. So that's going to be in there on Monday. So, uh, and, you know, we keep talking about the CHGO community. So events like our watch party next week, don't Mitch it, miss it or Mitch it. Maybe Mitch will be there. Probably not. Maybe. No. <laughs> don't Mitch it. That would have been a great slogan like a couple of years ago here. Just saying. Don't yeah. Don't Mitch it. Don't mention it. Yeah. 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 That, that can actually still work. Stands. Yeah. It could still work. All right. Um, we have a few things to get through here in the final segment of the show and take some of your questions as well with the, uh, you know, any super chats that come in. Good fun end of the week type segment here. The USFL is sneaking up on us. It starts tomorrow. Tomorrow, And by sneaking <laughs> up, because I feel like there's been absolutely no buzz and excitement about this, I'm still a little confused about how the whole thing is working. There are teams representing different cities, but the whole thing's getting played in Florida, right? I think that sound, sounds right. I'm like pulling up their schedule right now. Alabama? I think it's in well, Alabama. Birmingham. Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Okay. Yep, Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I love the USFL, man. I, I'm just mad the Chicago Blitz aren't back. You were talking about that yesterday. Yeah, and, and obviously, you young children, well, if you didn't know Carl Pickens the other day, you're not going to remember the USFL, but the, the best part about the Chicago Blitz is that they literally traded the entire organization with Arizona. They swapped organizations. It was like George Allen was the coach. It was crazy. They, yeah, but that's 1982 or 83 or something. You guys don't care. Can the Bears do that now? <laughs> that'd be nice <laughs> then then you're gonna anger some fans there uh you know adam with uh trading justin fields and, and then we go into that dilemma again uh are you guys playing so the first game they have a game at 7 30 eastern time on fox it's the new jersey generals and the birmingham stallions Any, mm-hmm. anybody any interest there i'll be at a white Sox game earlier in the day on saturday and yeah, I, probably, I don't know if I'll end up watching. The Generals versus the Stallions. I'll tell you, Stallions is a cool name. 
Why are yeah. why why is Michigan the Panthers? Ah, uh, that yeah, that doesn't quite fit there. Like I don't understand Panthers that, that we don't know about. Then you got the Gamblers, the Houston Gamblers, Philadelphia Stars, New Orleans Breakers, Tampa Bay Bandits, and the Pittsburgh Maulers. Okay. See, I like that one. I get frustrated with these spring leagues because I feel like there's potential. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the week, especially if you can create a partnership with the NFL and actually have like send like a handful of guys from your roster to go play in these to develop because they don't get to play during the season anyway. Um and then like little things like if you really want to up the profile of some of this, why would you not be the Houston Oilers and bring back the Oilers? One of the greatest logos and jerseys that still should be a thing, quite frankly, like there's just little marketing stuff like that drives me crazy. True. The Michigan Panthers show me a Panther in the state of Michigan. Yeah, the photo would be a problem. All right, hold on. First of all, oh. The people in the chat want me to either come or go, so I'm just going to come back here. Okay. Uh, the Michigan it's Panthers, like- I believe Chris Carter played for them, or, or some great wide receiver. I mean, you can't do the Oilers. There's got to be copyright rules there. So yeah. what? And Bring then, them back. Well, yeah, I don't think they could afford it. But, like, the USFL in the old days, man, they had a lot of stud players. I mean, uh, so wait, Jim are you Kelly. saying the Panthers were – they were yes. already one of the teams? Yes. Oh. Yes, mm. and it, was it Chris Carter or was it the other dude? I forget. It was one of the old Viking receivers. I, I mean, like, J- uh, Jim Kelly was the Houston Gamblers quarterback back then. Um, Steve Young in, in the L.A. team. Reggie White was on Memphis. I mean, there was, you know, Herschel Walker, New Jersey Generals. Come on, guys. Let's, let's show some respect for the USFL, the OG USFL. Someone, uh, someone brought up a relatively fair point. Show me a bear that isn't in a zoo in yeah. Illinois. Also That's that. actually that can be debunked. There have been some bears that have wandered down from Wisconsin, okay, into mm. Illinois. Um, but also, the a panther is a mountain lion. But I okay. mean, there's a story behind why they're the bears because they're like the bigger, cooler cubs. Like that was the the old like the George Hallis thing. It had to do with playing at Wrigley Field and and being the you know their relationship with the Cubs at the time, and that's a whole other thing. Why would you want to be the Cubs? Why would you want to be babies. like a baby bear? Why would you not? Just, why aren't Why aren't the Cubs the Bears? No, I think the Bears were first, right? Or no? Am no, I... no. Baseball came first. Were they the Cubs or were they like the Chicago Whales back? then? No, they were the Cubs by then, and and there was the it, yeah. George Hallis, they wanted because originally they were the Staley's and they changed it to the Bears because there's a relationship mm-hmm. with the Cubs and playing at Wrigley and all that. So, yeah, that's the, the quickest backstory to all that. I like this comment from Tony. Lawrence should be a regular on here. He could just piss people off here. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I like it. I, I mean, played that role before, so I don't mind doing that. Well, you definitely accomplished it with the headline today. Yeah, again. <laughs> So I I didn't realize I had, to, I had to like swap that out on Twitter. So I know on Twitter it still went out as the old one. We did change it on YouTube because everyone was so upset by it. But hey, man, again, that's Connor Orr's fault, not ours. Like we were here to debunk that BS. Yeah. So you True. know, we were not trying to create the headline. I'm sorry about that. The intentions were correct there. Um, all right, what else we got here? Are you guys watching the USFL? I don't know. I, if it's on, I'll watch it. Man. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. If, if if my internet connection would work, I would go downstairs and show you my USFL pennants from when I was in, a, in my childhood bedroom. Oh, okay. I, uh, no? you really you have want those? You want me to do that? Yeah, I, have, we'll do I got, we got five minutes. I'm going to, I'll just do everything on your own here. I'm going to bring the conversation. Okay. Yeah. Go, go get it. That's okay. Um, all right. One of the questions posed, I'm just going off the rundown right now, guys. Any fun plans this weekend? Well, it's Easter weekend. Tomorrow, tomorrow's a big day, guys. You know what tomorrow is? The debut of the no. USFL. Yes. <laughs> it's also my birthday. So, yes. hey. Yeah. So, Adam Hogue, happy birthday. But uh, do I have any fun plans this week? I'm, I'm going up to Wisconsin to see some family for Easter. And that, that's pretty much the gist there. And watch the USFL. Of course. Of course. I wouldn't want to spend my birthday any other way. And I'll watch the Bulls lose to the Bucks on Sunday. Yeah. That's probably going to happen too. 
Actually, I have a uh, I had placed a $20 bet um like as a flyer way back when the Bulls were good, remember those days in October and oh, yeah. November on them to win the Eastern Conference. Don't worry, I already hit the over on the win, so I'm I'm happy. This was like a flyer. And I'm actually still being offered the opportunity to cash out at like $5.60. I have to do that, right? I mean, $5 matters. But what if they went on some insane run that's like the greatest story in the history of the NBA and then I and I lose out on it because I cashed out? It would happen. The likelihood. Yeah. The likelihood of that happening, though, Adam. Hmm. But I think the pain of that, even if it's a negative, like one million percent chance of happening, the pain if it did happen would outweigh getting five dollars back. Right, out you know of twenty, I mean? right? Yeah, you're only out fifteen. I'd hold on. What did I miss? What, what are we talking about? If I should cash Adam's out, birthday tomorrow. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and 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 we're and Lawrence got me a USFL pennant. Okay, also, we got the uh, wow. Tampa Bay Bandits. Okay. Okay. I have to already just seeing one of those. I, Philadelphia Stars. I take back everything I said about these team names. These are awesome. Uh, here's the uh, Houston Gamblers. Oh, look at that. Right, clever nice. with, the, with the Texas and the G. That was cool. Yep, sure. Here's the Generals from New Jersey. Oh. Uh, Memphis, so, like... Memphis Showboats. <laughs> That's Showboats. silver. Look at the shiny silver back there on the uh, pennants back in the 80s. Showboats. What a great name. New Orleans Breakers, who were originally the Boston Breakers, and then I believe another team or another city. They, they moved around a lot. Uh, the Washington Federals, less successful franchise. Here's your Birmingham Stallions. Ah, one of my favorites, the Denver Gold. Oh, my gosh. That, <laughs> I remember a snow game uh, with the Denver Gold. And then here's the uh, Oakland Invaders. Uh, which is good. Now I, I think there's another one Can around. Can we talk here about like how clean and pressed yeah. these? How Major. have you? Like it is so Mahler. easy to get like these. I like I have some back here. Hey man, uh, this is one of my favorites. But like you know, it's a little dirty and it's bent here. Oh, Nick, sorry about that. Let me zoom in on Nick. No one. Sorry about that. My That's my bad. I got a little mouse mouse click error there. Honestly, how have you? That's a sweet one. How have you kept it that? Look at this. Little, uh, it's a so, little uh, floppy at the end. Well, I mean, look, look at how you iron, those, how you iron those daily. No, this is this is very yellow and old. It was on my wall in my childhood bedroom, and then from there, it literally went into like a a box for like thirty years, and it's been it's just in a bin, like a tub in my basement. You won't yeah. put up that comment from New New Johnson. Um, you won't what do you do say? It. You, you got to be about sixty. <laughs> close new much closer than you might think from uh you know everything <laughs> Lawrence, that's awesome Got there you go that's, that's a pretty cool one. Oh, so that's, that's awesome wait, right. hold on. yeah look at, look at the old uh that's that's the yeah. only chin the only uh whatchamacallit you need the uh two bars okay two bars what are you list. doing with all these pennants and why I don't know. are they and why are they not know. in our chgo studios that one should be. NFC champions. This is pre-Super Bowl. You would get this at the Super Bowl, and then, of course, if they won, you get another one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, shout out to all these. All right. No. And uh, that's how awesome. about for our people in, at DNVR? How about the old oh, Nuggets? Oh, that's a cool one, too. Wow. That's cool yeah, that's I know. Sweet. I got to go. We got to stop talking about my, yes. my stuff. We, need to, go, we yeah. need to go to the weekend, and we actually have to watch the USFL. Thanks, Lawrence, for showing those. as our. Hey, hey. And that I'm, I, I, those are actually way cooler. I take back everything I said about the Houston Gamblers and the Michigan Panthers. Yes, as you should have. By the way, you'll notice I didn't have a Chicago Blitz pennant, apparently. I don't know. Don't ask me why. Yeah, that's disappointing. Wow. Not sure. It might be in here somewhere. I just got traded to Arizona or something. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at CHGO underscore sports. Uh oh. What? Get them out of here. Someone. <laughs> Someone said I need a Packers one, and apparently I had one. I just had all the pennants back in the day. Okay, we need a freeze frame or a screenshot of no. got Aaron Rodgers looking Lawrence holding up the the Packers pennant at the exact moment where he made that face that was like, uh oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs>
You are just hey, doing happy Easter, everyone. You, know? you are just doing everything happy. you can to piss off everyone in the comments today. It's amazing. All I right, mean, we started here. fresh in the morning. Use Let's code CHGO points bet. Follow us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram. Make sure you check out all CHGO.com. Will's anti mock draft. It's all up there. Enjoy the weekend. Happy Easter. We will talk to you Monday at 11 a.m. Okay, let's get us out of here. My gosh. <laughs>